Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Do the show, bitch. Welcome to Ben and Woods. Try to say this nicely. When you look at Ben, Paul, and me, it doesn't scream athlete. I know you fat bastards want to eat some of this. With Ben Higgins. Go to hell, pro sports. Stephen Woods. That was incredible. And Paul Rindo. All right. Get ready, tier ones. Oh. It's Ben and Woods. Finally the chance for somebody to get on and do some good sports talk radio. On 97.3 The Fan. Good morning, everybody. Do the show, bitch. Yay. All right, we are halfway home on a Monday. Ben and Woods, 97.3 The Fan. I'm Woodsy. That's Paul Rindle, executive producer. Ben Higgins, your friendly neighborhood sports anchor. I mean, I pulled it up. If you want to hear some, some unrestricted free agents, guys, that the Padres could go out and get next year, Ben. Uh, to help bolster this rotation. Shohei Otani is uh, at the top of that I'd list. Start he won't be pitching, I'd start though. near the bottom of the list. Okay. What's the, yeah, don't start at the top of the list. <laughs> I'd start at the bottom okay. of the list. All right. that here we go. Well, Are you here, ready? Here, so here's, here's, <laughs> here's the path that I, I would see the Padres taking this offseason. You... Uh, you sign a couple of you know reclamation projects, you know low low cost, you know potential bounce back candidates for not a ton of money. You bring like three or four of them, veterans that you invite to camp to see if anyone kind of sticks for early in the season, and that's how you augment your starting rotation early. Cole Hamels, come on, yeah, down. I mean you know someone like that, and a couple like four, three or four of those guys that you get go. a chance in camp. Dallas Keuchel. Jose Urania, Luke Weaver. There and, you go. And then, if your if your offense is doing well, and you're you know at least playoff contenders as you get to the second half of the season, then you start bringing up some of your young guys because you you don't want to burn their arms all year long. And you can make a trade at the deadline for a, a pitcher on the team because you're then you're just renting for a couple of months. You're not adding a huge amount of payroll on a rental. And then you might have a playoff rotation that looks like. You know, Musgrove, Darvish, the guy you picked up that, you know, might be an ace. And then maybe a couple of young guys that we see all these teams that bring up prospects later in the season that inject life into their team. It'd be nice if the Padres were one of those teams, you know, in the future. And then all of a sudden, maybe you get some momentum at the end of the season pitching to go with an offense that, you know, has clicked a little bit better than they did last year. I, I think there's a path for the Padres for having a really good season next year, even with a lower payroll. But, you do have to get a lot of things right. And that's where AJ, that's where it comes into play. Cause you're going to have to hit on one of these, 
you know, lower cost flyers early in the season, a couple of them for your rotation. And then you're going to have to hit with your minor leaguers coming up later in the year to inject some more into your organization, something you haven't done a ton of. I think you got, you're going to have to bite the bullet on, on one of the guys that's, that's here. You know, one of them. Walker Whether it's or Walker or Lugo. And, and I don't know what Martinez. Nick... Martinez. Martinez, to me, it sounds stupid, and I, I always kick myself for saying it. Sounds like Nick Martinez wants to be here and wants to be a part of this organization. But, you know, he's also... If he has a chance to get paid, he's going to take that chance. Um, you can overestimate your market, certainly. We saw it happen in Jerks and Profar last year. That's probably a nice cautionary tale for some of those guys in the in the in that have player options. Like, oh, God, look what happened to Jerks. Don't be a Profar. I thought he was going to get... <laughs> Get fifteen million a year, you know, whatever, and he ends up back in the, you know, with the Padres to, to finish out the season. But it's there's there's just and it's more than just pitching holes. I mean, there's 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 still holes on the roster. You said it off the air, and I thought it was a good point because it's baseball, and because we realized this year nobody really knows anything. You could absolutely see a path where we look worse on paper but win more games. I couldn't be in more agreement with you. I think that's absolutely. It could happen to anybody. But it could really happen to the San Diego Padres. There's a, the core is good enough, and I think that's probably the message they're going to sell. Uh, listen, look at all you just ran off the the list of people that they have, and you you hear that and go, well, yeah, you're in a better position than ninety percent of other big league teams by far. You know, find some arms, we'll plug some holes here, and then get to the deadline and see where we're at, and then you know if you have to trade some of your farm to go get a, a frontline starter, do that, whatever you may need to do. Um, I mean, it's certainly possible. Anything's possible. They could also win 60 games next year. Mm. I mean, it just it, the health is so important, and both of your guys at the top of your rotation are both question marks. I think Joe will probably be ready. Use a little dice here. I keep I'm, I'm kind of waiting on the, the... I haven't heard much in the way I, of updates on you. I, I, the tweet that I don't want to see, you know. <laughs> oh, uh, by the way. Like yeah. Sandy Alcantara? Yeah, exactly. The tweet we Just saw kind this of uh, last few days? Popped out of, of nowhere. Tommy John surgery. Tommy John, he's out the whole next season, so... Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's dicey at best. All right, um... I want to just make a quick point. So while you guys were doing the city employee appreciation event on Saturday, which I was I was invited to and was supposed to be at, but last week Shelly was looking for someone to go to watch her Washington State Cougars play against UCLA up at the Rose Bowl, and she I said, yeah, I'll get you tickets, but you you got someone to go with you because I got this thing I can't go, and she said I can't find anyone and. Just eventually, I decided. You know what? Someone needs to take her to see her team. She's very. She's been a diehard many, many years. She went there. She loves. You know, we went up to college game day a few years ago, and hasn't been to a game since. So I said, you know what? I got to got to take her up there. And I have not been to the Rose Bowl in thirty years or so. I got the tickets. Got pretty good seats. Um, you know, forty yard line, about midway up. You know, pretty pretty good seats. And I thought. I was I was skeptical because I didn't have to pay tons for them. I just went on one of those resale sites and I go, what what's gonna why is why are these seats so good and available? Well, Woods pointed out, did you see the forecast for Saturday in Pasadena? Ninety four. Yeah, and I think it actually crept up a little hotter than that <laughs> by the time. And there is um there's no shade at the Rose Bowl. No canopies as they uh, as we've heard about at Snapdragon Stadium. Need some canopies to keep it from getting too hot. And San Diego State's football attendance has been uh, has been maligned, obviously, in the last season and a half at, at Snapdragon Stadium. But guess what? Aztecs aren't the only one. Uh, I went to that game, and the UCLA crowd—they had first of all 
both end zones, the tarps above. I mean, tens of thousands of seats covered up by giant tarps. So whatever the 90,000 you know, capacity of the Rose Bowl was down to more like 60-something thousand. And then it was about half full, and it was about oh, a quarter to a third of that was Washington State fans. So they, it wasn't like the, that other colleges don't deal with some of the same issues that San Diego State does. San Diego State's not – San Diego fans, you're not – we're not worse than fans elsewhere. Yeah, we're not Alabama or Ohio State filling up the horseshoe or, you know, Bryant-Denny Stadium every week. But there's a lot of other college programs that are probably more typical that are like San Diego State that if you get a day game on a hot day against a non-premier opponent. And by the way, Washington State was ranked 13th in the country yeah. going into that game. So it's not like it's a, a nothing game in the Pac-12. And I also say UCLA is pretty darn good. They got a really good defense. They got a dynamic. I mean, running back. They just pounded it. It, it might not be the prettiest so of football, but but they played very very well. They shut down uh, Washington State. They got a team worth supporting. They're back in the top twenty five again today. But it was quiet in there. There were times where it was you could hear a pin drop almost in the Rose Bowl. Uh, it was so quiet. So it's not just San Diego State. It happens in other places, in other college football stadiums. Uh, we're not the only ones here dealing with that. I don't know how much better that makes. I don't. I'm not, I, Wicker Field I, this morning. Yeah, but it's it's an issue. I was get, I was excited. We ended up sitting. We got there and a bunch of. Um, People all wearing matching T-shirts, black T-shirts that said Washington State versus UCLA, and it said Cam's fam. And we realized quickly that this was like the extended family of Cam Ward, the quarterback for the Cougars, that we were sitting like, there's 15 of them, and we looked like we were like part of the group because we were right there in the entire mix. And I thought, oh, this is going to be fun. Like, they're going to find him on camera. This guy's like put up Heisman Trophy-like numbers for the first, uh, you know, four games of the season. Did not have a good game. The, the Washington State offense could not move the ball at all against UCLA. They were down 9-3 to going into the half until they returned an interception 95 yards for a touchdown on like the last play of the half to take a 10-9 lead, but never really got it going after that in the second half either. Offensively, just couldn't move the ball, and uh, UCLA ended up winning the game. We left... We left when they were actually still winning in the fourth quarter, but we were there for three hours That's already. insane. In the sun. I'm going... It's 3 o'clock. The game started at noon. It's 3. The fourth quarter is just getting started. This is going to be a four-hour game. Roasting. Roasting. How was the the traffic in and out? Honestly, the drive up was as easy as, I mean, less than two hours to get to the Rose Bowl. The drive back through L.A., fine. I got to San Diego. It was a nightmare. (laughs) Camp Pendleton, there was an accident. There was traffic (laughs) in Oceanside. The last hour plus was the worst. You can smell. The L.A. traffic was fine. You can smell your house from Oceanside. It was our traffic in San Diego that got me right at the end of the day. But we we got home by 6, and... I think we left at like seven thirty, seven forty-five. Got home by six. Long it was day, it was though. actually it was fun though. We had a good time driving up for an L. Always sucks. Yeah, uh, that, 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 yeah, it's like I could have stayed home in the cool and watched this. Do you have the? I always if I always, if I go see my favorite team lose, I always stayed home. They were I, kept. She, rolling. I think Shelly was happy that she went. Yeah. and got to be there. She ran into a couple of people like she went to school with, hadn't seen in a long time, just randomly, which was kind of fun, but. Uh, yeah, you know, it was a, it was an interesting experience, and it was very hot. You hadn't been to a college football game in a while. Well, I went to San Diego State game last season. Oh, did you? I been, yeah, I, I did go to Snapdragon last season, but uh, I hadn't been to, like, Rose Bowl in forever. Well, the the scene this weekend was incredible in Dallas, where I was born and, and raised. The Red River shootout was phenomenal. 
the uh, the split down the middle of the crimson. And then Do the they still orange. play that at the Cotton Bowl? Yeah, they play it at the, the, Cotton, the Bowl. Cotton Bowl Stadium. Yep. Yeah, and and it was what a game. Uh, OU ended up coming out on top uh, of that game, and it was. But the the scene, like that's what we're missing. You know, that's what you miss. You miss the big time college football atmosphere. Which you know what? At the end of the day, Ben, San Diego State's a basketball school. They're a damn good basketball program. I think. I think everyone's excited. Even me, who's such a casual college basketball fan, I'm excited to get this season tipped off. I watched more last year than than I ever have before. I can't wait. I'm looking at depth charts and whatnot. Like you got me, you, you sold me. And if the football team could get, you know, some some a premier coach or premier players, guys that you would want to go out and watch, you know, I, I think sky's the limit. But right now, man, the product they had a buy buy this week, yeah. They're yeah. off this week. Yeah, Aztecs were off. And and just it's just tough. And then you go to and even though you said, I mean, thirty thousand people, I think they'd kill for thirty thousand people. Sure. At the snap. You yeah. know what I mean? And that would it, that would look full at it, least. It would. It would. It's funny, you said it's all basket it's like basketball schools in the top twenty five in football. I know. Louisville yeah. will beat Notre Dame, you got Duke, you got UCLA. Um, weird seeing Louisville as a uh, football school. Yeah, they're, they're all these basketball <laughs> schools are making noise. North Carolina, Kentucky is in the top 25. Yeah. Uh, they're, uh, they're crossing sports and having some success this season. Yeah, which is that's exactly what you want. You know, you want, you want high-ranked programs on, on both parts. But. And, and I did see a report this morning that uh, talks have intensified to invite Gonzaga into the Big 12, which, um, you know, obviously it would be for their basketball program. They don't even play football. But it irritated me going, hey, I mean, Gonzaga and San Diego State, comparable basketball programs, but you're getting so much more with San Diego State in terms of all the other sports. Why are you so focused on Gonzaga as a Big 12? Great basketball conference, obviously, but I I feel like San Diego State brings more overall value than Gonzaga would if you're pursuing expansion in another team. Why wouldn't it be San Diego State as opposed to Gonzaga? I didn't. I didn't totally get that. I, I know that they're a huge brand in college basketball, but they're going to be overwhelmed in in other sports. Or do they stay I mean, in as the good WCC? as the San Diego State basketball brand is? Gonzaga's way better. A better, it, it, it more is, consistent but, brand. Maybe. But it, yeah. will that be the case in four years? Because probably they've been doing it for fifteen years. They've been doing years. it for a while. But Boise State was this huge football brand ten years ago. What have they done lately? They're they're another Mountain West team. They're a decent Mountain West team, but they're just another Mountain West team in football now. It doesn't always stay that way. And San Diego State in basketball has been shooting upwards. I mean, they could be just like Gonzaga in a couple of years. They have another good year this year. Well, if they had a football program, I think it'd be a no-brainer. You know, I think it'd be a no-brainer. The Aztecs had a better football yeah, program. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. And you said it a couple weeks ago. You're right. The, the, the worst worst person in the world for Brady Hoke is is uh, Brian, Brian Dutcher. Dutcher. That's like you, you look across the you look across the the street and you're yeah. it's that mask. The athletic the gift, meetings at San Diego State. The gift with the mask on. You're like, I'm so happy for you. You guys are kicking ass. No, it's 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 tough. There's just not a lot of interest uh, right now because the product's just not that great. Speaking of uh, not that great product, uh, there is a lot of media. Mediocrity in the NFL this season. There's some good teams, but there's a lot of mediocrity as well. We'll uh, we'll talk about that coming up. We got Jake Mintz at the bottom of the hour from Cespedes Family Barbecue. Talk about the baseball playoffs and more. It is all coming up. Don't go anywhere. Bennett Woods brought to you by the Golf Mart. Back after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. are what your record says you are. I heard A.J. Preller say that last week, correct? Indeed. So if you have a winning record in the NFL, you know, the bruising, pounding, each team takes each week, professionals getting paid to play this sport, and you get a winning record, even if it's just three and two, you got to be pretty decent, right? Sure. Then why... Why do I look at the standings right now, Woods, in the NFL? And I see, I look at these three and two teams, and they just seem really, really mid. They all played the Giants. I the think Indianapolis the... Colts are three and two. So they did get surprising. Jonathan Taylor back, they did. signed him to an extension, lost Anthony Richardson again, but they have a decent backup in Gardner Minshew. The Atlanta Falcons are three and two, the New Orleans Saints are three and two. That's like one of my biggest the surprises. Pittsburgh Steelers are three and two. He's got a you know, mid, mid three and two teams. Maybe it's a function of the schedule a bit, like you said, but that means there's even worse teams than that. And there are some even worse teams in the NFL. The Denver Broncos are hideously bad. I mean, we've we've pretty much established that. The New York Giants are hideously bad. The New England Patriots are hideously bad. The Bears are terrible. The Carolina Panthers are somehow the the only winless team left in football. I don't Is even, that right? I don't oh even know God. if they're as bad as some of the other teams that are out there. So two undefeated teams in the Niners and the Eagles, and there's one team that has <laughs> Cardinals not won are yet. Cardinals are bad. I mean, yeah, we talked about some of the good teams earlier, but there are a lot of bad teams, and even the ones that we thought that were going to be decent. I mean, the Buffalo Bills slipped up. Uh, against the Jacksonville Jaguars. We, oh. we talked about it earlier. That there's two teams in the AFC, two teams in the NFC, and it's not really up for debate. It's the Niners and the Eagles in the NFC, and it's the Chiefs and the Dolphins in the AFC. After that, if you're looking at the whole league standings, like the next best team is the Detroit Lions, 4-1. Yeah. and one. And they're good. 4-2, and two, but yeah, four they, two, they yeah. did win yesterday. No, no, they are 4-1. and 4-1, no, right. wow. They, they, they won yesterday. Who was their only loss? They lost to the Seahawks. Seahawks. Seahawks yeah. Right. The team that I lost on our first Survivor game. I don't want to talk about Survivor That has not lost again anymore, all season again. long. How are you going to lose twice? Because you don't make your uh, picks early this week? I, I don't have to. I'm done. Once, yeah. is once again out. You took the Buffalo Bills <laughs> against the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
Woods is once again eliminated from the survivor pool. $100 for four weeks. $25 a week. Adam and I all went with the Miami Dolphins against the New York Giants and will remain in the pool for another week. At least you made it a week this time, the second time around. Yeah, super fun. The the Chiefs made you nervous the first week, though, too. They did. They made me nervous in the second. And then I went with the Bills, and they were completely unprepared. And you said the Jags will be more prepared because they've been in London. I'm like, give me a break. It's the Jags. <clears throat> nope. Lost again. If, you, uh, if you're looking ahead this week for uh, that same dynamic, the Baltimore Ravens will play in London week six. Uh, they take on the Tennessee Titans. The Ravens are going over early to get Smart. extra time in London. So even though that looks like a Tennessee home game, it's not. It's again at that Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, uh, like yesterday's game was, and uh, Baltimore, Tennessee coming off a, a loss yesterday to the Colts. Baltimore coming off a loss to the the Pittsburgh Steelers. I thought they were going to win that game for sure. Mike Tomlin, remember last week, was furious with his team. Said changes were coming after they got bodied. Well, they come back and, and beat the Ravens. Pretty big win. If the Ravens had won that game, they would have swept all their road division games already. It's tough to lose your division in the NFL. If you win all your road games in the division, you're in pretty good shape the rest of the season. They all have to come to you still. Um, You're you're in the catbird seat. But uh, Pittsburgh now is actually technically tiebreaker. They're in first place in the AFC North with a 3-2 record against Baltimore. Also 3-2. Based on yesterday's game, it's and, a lot of uninspiring uh, yeah. NFL football teams. Yeah. There, are, there. Are. I mean, look, it's quarterback-driven league. Everybody knows that, and and the the teams at the top of the the list, they all have pretty dynamic quarterbacks, interesting quarterbacks. Some of the the mid teams, as Ben said, it just it's it's you know the Gardner Minshews of the world, the, the the cars of the world. You're like, all right, you guys are 500 team. There's just a lot of lot of muck to, to the, crawl. The through. Eagles have been have been good, not great. The Chiefs have been good, not great. The the Dolphins have been spectacular at times. They did lose to the Bills, so they're not running away with that division. The 49ers, though, have been they're unbelievable. Have looked like a championship team so far. And the only question, really, the only question anyone has about the 49ers, running back Christian McCaffrey scored Brock Purdy t- ever touchdowns in 14 straight you games. Can't, you better not say Brock Purdy. I, well, I know. That's the only question, which you, is you weird. Can't. He's never lost a game as quarterback, and yet people remain unconvinced because of his draft pedigree being Mr. Irrelevant. He's only getting better though. He's each really week. good, bro. I mean, this, he and, doesn't and throw interceptions. It's not nope. just a flash in the pan. Had a nice four week stretch. And they, t- you know, they t- he has weapons. He has weapons, but y- you can have all the weapons you want. You have to find them. You have to protect the football. He does all that. I mean, Kittle, Samuel, uh, and McCaffrey. Yes, he's got all the weapons around him. But so give, many teams. It's time to give Brock Purdy some credit. No here. doubt. So many teams. You know, he's a system quarterback. They were talking to, uh, I think it was Chris Sims, who I typically don't agree with at all. You know really. what Tom Brady was when he started? System quarterback. Team? Same thing with weapons. Well, they always said, they always say, you know, he's like, what's wrong with being a system quarterback? You have the system. You have to perform in the system, right. and you perform it to perfection. <laughs> you still got to go out and do your job. It's not like, oh, I'm a system quarterback. We must. We're just going to walk away with these wins. He still makes huge throws. He threads I mean, how a many needle. Quarterbacks can really win without talent around them. Right? They can re- just will their team with the the sheer force of perfect passes. They can do it in college. 50 yards you, see it, yes. you see it in college. Caleb Williams. Especially is a guy. the ones that can run and throw, and they can do it in college. Caleb's got talent around him, there's no question, but they have a crap defense. You know, They barely beat Arizona. But Caleb Williams, you think, is the kind of guy that can say, 
all right, I got this. Don't worry about it. Like I'm, I've got it. Vince Young was that way. Reggie Bush was that way. There's a bunch of guys in college. You get to the pros and you're exposed, man. The defenses are too good. They're too fast. Lamar Jackson has a little bit, a bit of that in him. But even Lamar was just getting crushed yesterday, throwing up balls. His receivers were falling down. They were dropping passes to hit him right in the hands. I mean, it's you can only do so much as a quarterback in the NFL. He runs his system, Kyle Han- Shanahan's system, to perfection. It's perfect. He's a perfect guy. If I'm for a 49ers it. fan at this point, I'm just kind of holding my breath. You have to. You're praying for health. That's it's it. just too good right now. Yeah, it? and you're just there's so much season left. You're going. <laughs> have we already uh, peaked? <laughs> I mean, I mean, we couldn't be playing better. Everyone's just they got offense, they got defense, they got up. it all. Yeah, I mean, Bosa is a, Cowboys were supposed to be one of the only teams that could challenge you. Yeah, you but he's not him. the you only beast. I mean, they got guys flying all over Fred the place. Warner, on that defense is so good. Uh, who was that other guy they were focusing on that was just an absolute beast yesterday? Had a longer name. I, I don't know. I mean, they just they come at you with good players all over the place. John Lynch has done a great job putting that team together. And they overcame. It's just so early. You're just feeling like, oh my god, I, I just can't. Can it just be January now and just start playing this team in playoff games? Because it, you're just worrying every week that something's going to happen. I mean, how many teams can trade up, trade a buttload of picks to go get Trey Lance, who ends up a Dallas Cowboy now, third string for them. How many teams in the NFL can overcome that? You know, they can overcome. They shared all their secrets with the Cowboys yesterday. It's incredible. <laughs> Did somebody actually say that? I think it was Skip Bayless Did that he? said, oh, no. he said, <laughs> oh, don't worry. Trey's going to share all their secrets. It didn't work. It did not work. No. They got bodied. Yeah. Bodied George night. Kittle never got tackled. He got three catches. They were all touchdowns. He, nev- he never got touched in He's the game. so fun. Yeah. They have so many fun players to watch. But, yeah, uh, all you're praying for if you're a Niners fan, health. That's it. If, if they stay healthy, I think sky's the limit. All right. We are into the division series in Major League Baseball. Uh, we've got our friend Jake Mintz from Cespedes Family Barbecue in the Torture Chamber as an Orioles fan. Big they're time. facing elimination on the road tomorrow in Game 3 of their series against the Rangers. We will talk to Jake, our weekly visit. Brought to you by Grand Ole Barbecue. Coming up next on San Diego's number 1 sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Remember 1984. I was a young lad uh, of eight years old. Padres lost their first two playoff games in the National League Championship Series to the Chicago Cubs, but then came home, won three straight, and advanced on to the World Series. I can only imagine our, our friend Jake Mintz is hoping the same thing will happen, except uh, their team's not going home. They're going on the road. Yeah. We'll talk to Jake uh, standing by in just a second. First, this hour on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by BalancePro.org. Are you worried you're going to lose your home? The Balance Foreclosure Prevention Team can help provide assistance and info to guide you to avoid default and foreclosure. Call to schedule an appointment at 1-888-456-2227 or visit BalancePro.org. We'll get to Jake 
right after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. Oh, he doesn't look like a happy camper this morning. Let's go out on our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline, our weekly Grand Old Monday with the Cespedes Family Barbecue guys. We got Jake Mintz. With us, our Orioles fan, and that is uh, sorry, buddy, not what you were hoping for for the first two games. When does the ALDS start? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the break wasn't long enough for the uh, Orioles. They needed another uh, four or five days to get going. They had more days off, please. Would have preferred <laughs> the days off to the two performances. The Orioles chucked out there in games one and two, losing a pair at home. It, not exactly the start to October. You you dream about no you know no we know I mean um, I watched I watched the games the the crowd was certainly into it the game was close the first night and you know yesterday I, I thought okay um, they're they're going to get on track they scored a couple of runs early off Montgomery who's been really really good and then just I, almost like a little mini meltdown um, giving those runs right back and like credit to the Rangers certainly but I mean Grayson Rodriguez has been yeah. so good he's so nasty but. I don't think he was really pitching ranks yesterday, which is that heater way up in the zone. And, um, you know, they hit him a little harder than I thought they would, Jake. So it was a great example of young pitcher amped up in postseason games. Yeah. Because Grayson Rodriguez stuff yesterday Nasty. was incredible. It Nasty. looked incredible, right, on TV. You're watching him on TV. It's like, how is anybody touching this at all? But it is a great reminder that fastball command is the most important thing. If you cannot spot the pitch, big league hitters and an above-average big league lineup in Texas will take you behind the the woodshed. Yeah, you know, like they will they will end you, and that's exactly what happened yesterday. Like Grayson, I didn't love the the game plan, the approach of going fastball heavy um, against that lineup, and it proved poorly. But like, here's the deal, guys. You can't walk 11 people in a game and win in October. Unless you're Blake Snell. And and then, uh, only if you're, you're Blake, Blake Snell. That's it. Which you can do single-handedly. Right. But the Orioles walked 11 guys as a team. And honestly, 11 runs allowed on 11 walks and 11 hits is a miracle. It is. That wasn't more. <laughs> it is. <laughs> right? It's crazy. And the O's fought their way back into the game in the later innings, losing only by three, which almost made it worse. Because it was like, oh, if you had just kept it close, like the O's did everything, the lineup did everything they were supposed to do. I thought the Orioles played a good game yesterday. Their defense was great. A couple of sick picks at first base. Gunnar Henderson was good defensively at third. They did not, the offensive group did not look overmatched yesterday. The pitching just didn't show up. And when you allow 11 runs, you're not going to win games. Jake, what do you think about the narrative? We discussed it this morning. Ken Rosenthal's writing Thank about you. it, that there's too much time off for the bye teams. All Thank right. God. So players do think about it. I think hitters in particular, there is something to the rhythm of the season of feeling comfortable to play and having timing. I do think that matters. It matters. Even if it doesn't matter, players think it matters, and so therefore it matters is kind of how I approach stuff like that. However, my friends, it is not a disadvantage to have a buy. I love that baseball is having the same discussion that football has been having for decades, and I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, the NFL has come, NFL world has come to a conclusion that it is good to not have to play more playoff games. That is helpful. You got to win twice and you get to go to the Super Bowl, right? That's a good thing. And so I just, I understand 
the reason that this discourse has popped back up is because three of the good of uh, the teams that got a buy lost their first game. And so fans are like salty and feel like they are owed more that you get a huge advantage of having to face a worse pitcher in that first game. And you just simply didn't take advantage of it. The Braves did not take advantage of Ranger Suarez. The Orioles did not take advantage of Andrew Heaney. And the Dodgers did not take advantage of Merrill Kelly. I know that one's a little bit different because he's their number two. But there's no way it's... it's. I, I will give the idea that there is a downside to the buy and the time off. There's no way it outweighs the upside. Absolutely no chance. But there's no, there's no more advantages they can give. I, I've heard, well, they got to receive. They got to do this. They got to, what do you, just say, oh, wait, automatic outs for the seven, eight, and nine hitters in the order if you're the lower seed and get Dodger fans get a sign buy. up for that today. The auto outs, <laughs> the, the 60 game season. Yeah, they sign up for that today. You're not allowed to throw curveballs if you didn't get a buy in the first round. <laughs> heat, or we're going heat only here. It's no, it's, I'm, I'm so glad you said that, Jake, because it is like the craziest narrative. Now, it's funny. We were talking about narratives too, uh, earlier in the show. And look, it's, it's your job, what you do for a living, my job. It's Bob Costas's job. It's everybody's job to create the narrative in the offseason. And I did find it interesting yesterday after, again, as you mentioned, 11 walks. They're in there praising the steady hand of Bruce Bochy, and I'm like, bro, you pull a guy off a str- off the street, he could manage that game yesterday after the opposing uh, team walks 11 guys and, and hands you so many free runs, but that's what the postseason yeah. is. It's just it's narrative and trying to bust the narratives if your team's like the Phillies and the Rangers and teams like that. Right. Two things. Well, first on Bochy. So I think the Bochy effect is bigger in terms of like a vibe than it is in terms yeah. of like, he's a, a master chess player you know, or chess master. Like he's that he's good at that. But if you are on the Rangers and it is October and tension is high and you turn to your left in your dugout and you see Bruce Bochy, you're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. He has three rigs. Like he's going to be in the hall of fame. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I've, I have more confidence in the entire operation because the person Driving the bus has driven the bus correctly so many times before. I think it's more that than him pulling the right levers. And then on the postseason narrative side of things, like, I think I said this when I was on with you guys last time. October is not about truth. It's not about truth. We're Americans. Okay? We, don't, we, don't, we don't care about truth. We want to see entertainment. If you want to have the best team win the title, then let's run this like the English Premier League. Right? And let's just give it to whomever wins the most games of the regular season. Yeah. That's not the point of this. It's not. Right? The best team doesn't always win. If we wanted the best team to win, we would run this like 19, you know, 70, whatever, <laughs> the when there was no NLCS. Where it's just like, oh, you finished top in the AL, you're in the NL, let's play in the World Series. We don't do that anymore because it's not fun. This stuff's supposed to be entertaining, right? And that's the point. Um, and so I have real I have no problem with the buy. Also, you know when the World Series last year? Houston Astros. Yeah, the Astros. That's no, like no problem with it. They were fine. They handled it. They were big boys. You know, like just play better. Sorry. It's Jake Mance from Cespedes Family Barbecue is with us here on Ben and Woods, and uh, we had some uh, news here over the last week since we've uh, last talked to you guys with AJ Preller and Bob Melvin. Both coming back. We had AJ Preller on our show on Friday. He said a lot without saying anything at all, or he. He said he didn't say anything at all while saying a lot. One of the two things. Jake, your thoughts on uh, what you've heard out of Padres land over the last couple of weeks? 
You know that scene from uh, Wolf of Wall Street where Leo's like, I'm not freaking leaving. I'm not, I'm not leaving. leaving. It was like both AJ and Bob Melvin doing it simultaneously at the same time. And we're not leaving. It's like, oh, okay, sure. That's. I love the statement, non-statement. Oh, I love a non-statement statement. Nothing like that. Uh, my thoughts. Don't love it. Um, I think baseball teams too often overreact to bad seasons. Nothing like soccer. Oh, my God. In soccer, you lose three games. Like, you got to join the unemployment line. But in baseball, like, time is, is important to give people. A.J. Preller, I like A.J. He has gotten a lot of time. He has got a lot of time. And it is clear by everything that we have learned that his relationship with Bob Melvin does not seem to be salvageable. And even if it is salvageable, maybe there is progress to be made there. You feel confident it's going to happen? I don't, I don't, Ben does. I don't, I don't, I don't. I kind of get along with everyone, though, so I can never, I can't really understand relationships. He doesn't understand beef. He doesn't understand what beef is. No grudges. (laughs) No grudges. Woods is a little more. He knows what that's like. Yeah, a lot more. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, here's something. The other day I was talking to a front office person who told me that a previous job they had for a different team their job was to be the go-between between the manager and the GM. And that the GM and the manager's relationship was not great. And so they needed someone to kind of translate between the two of them. That team made, I think, like three postseasons in a six-year stretch yeah. or whatever. And it worked. They were fine, right? They didn't win a World Series, but like it worked. So you can get past that. You can win games. Like the Padres could still be good next year, even if AJ Prowler and Bob Melvin hate each other's guts. Like that could still exist. And there is, and there is talk about hiring a GM under AJ that, you know, ideally maybe could be that sort of go between guy, Jake, but that would also require AJ hiring the right sort of person and ceding a little bit of control that could go between the two of them. And we're not a hundred percent sure, you know, whether that's, that's possible or not. I like AJ. I think he has made the San Diego Padres better. Right. Certainly more in interesting. Weird, yeah. In a weird way. He certainly made them more relevant. Yeah, no doubt. Right? Which I guess is the point. I think that his biggest issue is that he does not readily admit his own shortcomings in process. The best general managers and leaders and executives know what they do not know and are willing to have people under them who know that. Great example in Philly, right? Dave Dombrowski is a legend, future Hall of Famer at this, right? However, he has Sam Fold under him, who recently played, who has a good feel for some analytics stuff. He knows what he does not know. The Phillies have a big analytics program, big biomechanics program, right? Dave Dombrowski is willing to cede some organizational control in order to have that operation work at the best it can. Now, but the stuff below it, admitting you are not, the man for every job, I think, is an issue that he needs to show really fixed. Well, Jake, uh, we do hope for the best for you and, and your team and, and get back in this series, make it interesting. I mean, no one wants to see the Rangers just roll, just roll through right it. through the entire postseason. So you let's know, get to... You know, the Orioles like haven't been swept since you know the Korean War yeah, or whatever. Right. Like, they haven't lost the... Se- they have not been swept in a series. I think it's like 90-something consecutive series. And so if they're... That's true dies in the postseason oh my god that's terrible that's why we drink a lot in the postseason i, I drank way I, more so, way more let me tell you the last thing is like so i had an option 
to either cover that series or cover Braves Phillies. I'm in Atlanta right now. And I opted out of it. I was like, I don't want to have to uncouple my fandom with my job. Yeah, that would Please be terrible. Don't send me there. <laughs> yeah. And Smart I am move. so happy with my decision. Oh my God, going to Baltimore and sitting in that press box for both of those games, I would have just been, I would have been fired immediately. So I feel much better with my, with my, you're much more Woods than Ben. Ben can sit in the press box quietly on his hands. I cannot. Will not go into the press box at all because he can't. I refuse. He can't do it, Jake. Uh, Jake, appreciate it. Have a good week, man. Good luck, man. Jake Mint, Cespedes Family Barbecue on our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. Is he calling in from an oyster? <laughs> he was in his kitchen? Oyster shell. Um, he, mentioned, in <laughs> he mentioned soccer, how it's even more dramatic in terms of like firing. See, now, they, when they fire someone, they say, we want to punt the gaffer, which I think is just cool to say. Yeah, I'd, probably want to, I'd probably want to fire more people if I could say, we got to punt the gaffer and bring in a new coach. And if they, it was cool sounding like they, it, do it it's in, much cooler. Yeah, yeah, it does sound much. cooler. But I don't know. I mean, it's that balance. Do you consistency? You know, steadiness. Same people at the wheel, knowing that they come back. Honestly, the Padres have have tried it with a lot of turnover the last few years. Roster, coaches, managers. Obviously, AJ has been the consistency under it, but. It feels like even though this this last year didn't go the way we wanted it to, I'd rather try consistency here. And at least you know that the players who are coming back will know Bob, will know expectations, will not have to adjust to some, a whole other thing. They had to adjust to new rules last year. They had to adjust to the WBC. They had a lockout to deal with. Can you just give them one spring training where they get to show up with the same manager, pretty much the same coaching staff, and just get to work for once? Well, and, except for the Korea series, but yeah, except for the Korea series. Right. But those are just games. That's travel. It's long travel, but it's just travel sure. and just games. It's nothing that uh, it's nothing that should be completely. I mean, I, obviously you can hear the narrative in your head in early May when the Padres go, well, it's a Korea series. Guys, it was the Korea series. Yeah. I don't know what you want me well, to tell you. Well, the Dodgers are 10 games above 500. Yeah. didn't seem they to bother them played, very much. Played the same Korea series. <laughs> yeah, Super fun. I can certainly hear that in my head right now. Don't say it. You're Just right. remember it. Don't say it. But, I, you know, is, is it consistency or do you keep changing until you find the, the formula that finally works? Because well, if it's consistently inconsistent, I don't. I mean, and that's that's really the the Padres in a nutshell. I mean, for sixty games, it looked like Jace Tingler knew exactly what he was doing. Hundred percent, hundred percent. It's a different game for one hundred and sixty. You add one hundred and two onto that. People's arms are a little more tired. Their legs are a little more sore. You know, it uh, it really wears on you this baseball season. It really, really does. No, well, that's why we have football on the backdrop. Primetime NFL games available free from Westwood One. And we don't have a football team. Here on 97.3 The Fan and on the Odyssey app. Tonight, listen to the Packers and Raiders. And then Thursday, it's the Broncos and Chiefs right here on 97.3 The Fan at 4.30. Or simply download the Odyssey app. Search 97.3 The Fan at kickoff. So uh, you say the Packers are underdogs tonight. They are, yeah. Two-point underdogs hmm. uh, in, in Vegas, which... Green Bay, they will be well represented. Well represented tonight in Las Vegas. That, that, I that will be a sea of uh, cheeseheads in Vegas, no doubt about it. So I, I dismiss the home field advantage portion of it. Then it just comes down to Jordan Love against. Is it is Jimmy Garoppolo back? Or are they still going with 
O'Connell, Aiden O'Connell. I don't know if he's back as or not. quarterback for the Raiders tonight. I don't know. I I like. I mean, they're dogs. So I, I like Green Bay a little bit yeah. more in this one. Green Bay's getting a lot of money, a lot of action. Plus two. Take and the then points. why? Why? Oh, why are the Broncos going to be on prime time at all this season? What's the spread on that game going to be? Sixty. <laughs> I mean, the Chiefs aren't playing. They're not. They're not playing great. Playing but it's great. Still gotta but, be, oh my! Got to be at least thirteen and a half. At least, I would think. On Thursday night, it's I assume it's in Kansas City. So, and I know the Broncos have another prime test Sunday night game coming up, and next Monday's uh, Chargers Those against TV Cowboys. executives saw Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. They yep. got real excited, yep. and they saw Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers the Jets, Jets and they're all they're all over prime time. <laughs> New York Football Giants, you're all over prime time. I mean, it's it's it was it was bad bad foresight the flexes on, on can't start soon enough no doubt when oh, does it when do those start it's usually from around mid-season, mid-season. i think yeah oh, god be a perfect example the this thursday night all right uh we are three hours in one hour to go paulie's got his rival report i see a little bit of college football in there i don't know what his uh his third story is going to be but it's always worth listening to and we've got some tickets to give away to a concert, an upcoming concert at North Island Credit Union Amphitheater, including Joe Walsh. It's all coming up in our final hour next year on 97.3 The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles. And Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future, in vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) 9 over 8. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.